This is the Proceedings Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. So picking up our conversation where we left off last time, uh, just to kind of give a, a quick recap, we talked so far in this kind of collective of conversations about how we dress and how that interacts and and leads to having a good um, presentation when you're talking with somebody, not just presentation like presenting a, a business proposal, but just talking, how you present yourself to the world. And then from there, we discussed kind of how we communicate with people, perhaps, you know, at, at, at a store, your family, coworkers, and how to interact with them. And so today, kind of the next progression, um, well, actually, Mr. Kent, you want to talk about what we're going to talk about today? Yes, sir. Yeah. Last uh, time we were here, we were discussing, you know, like you said, you run into someone in the store or you see someone you know, how we present ourselves to them and how we have the intention uh, when we're talking to them of being polite and causing or creating a, a positive interaction when you're going throughout and doing all that. And I think sometimes that is easier than other times. And we kind of touched more on the easier side, in my opinion. You know, you run into someone that you know at a store or you see a friend or, you know, you meet someone for the first time and you're able to kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say control, but you're able to set the tone of the interaction because of your intention to be a positive and polite person. And that's, you know, like I said, quote unquote, the easier of the two. But I think it's important to also touch on sometimes when uh, you don't want to do that, or sometimes when you yourself are in a bad mood and it's difficult to do that. And so I guess what I mean is, you know, sometimes you have that one person or sometimes you're out in public and someone's behaving a certain way and uh, you don't want to interact with them. You want to do everything you can to try to avoid them because it's not something that you want to get involved in uh, for X, Y, or Z reason. And you're not really trying to present yourself in any kind of way to that person. Um, but I would argue that sometimes, well, number one, you might have to interact with that person. Or number two, it might be beneficial if you did interact with that person, despite not wanting to interact with that person. And so there's a couple of different things we can talk about related to this, but let's just go with the first one and say, you know, you um, don't necessarily like to be around someone, you know, and, and maybe that sounds harsh to say, but I mean, we all have people that we don't like to be around. We don't like to interact with those people. Um, but our intention behind presenting ourselves to them and interacting with them can be good and it can be a positive and productive thing. And so let's just take, you know, this person, let's say they're, you know, they're at your job and for whatever reason, you guys just don't get along. You are not a favorite, you know, you're not a fan of this person for whatever reason it is. And let's say they're not even, they're, you know, they're, they're a good person, decent person. You know, it's not like they're a scumbag stealer and they, they lie and they cheat and they hurt people. They're, they're a decent person for whatever reason you guys just don't get along. You don't click. Um, I would argue in that situation, um, it's almost imperative or even productive that you do form some sort of relationship with that person and get along with them. And the reason that is, is because they're your coworker at the end of the day, on a certain level, you guys have the same goal, the same objective, and that's to better your business and to do your jobs better. 
And sometimes if you're at odds with someone or you're ignoring someone or you don't get along with someone, that could hinder the work that you're doing. And so it doesn't always seem like the the most enjoyable thing to do, but I would encourage you to be the one that takes the first step to developing that relationship or at least being civil and trying to find a way to get along with that person so that number one, you guys can both do your jobs better together. And number two, you can hopefully develop a relationship and get past that point where you feel like, oh, hey, I don't want to talk to this person. I don't want to be around this person. Um, and I think that's part of how you present yourself. You know, you don't have to tell them, hey, I'm coming here to talk to you because I'm the bigger person and I'm better than you. And I figure we should probably figure our, our stuff out. That's not what I mean at all. You know, go over there and have the intention of creating that relationship to better your work experience or to better your job and business as a whole. And so, you know, maybe start with something small. You walk into work every day, you say hi to them. You walk into work every day, you say hi to them, you ask them how their day was going or, you know, how their day was. Or if it's a new week, hey, how was your weekend? If it's the end of the week, hey, you got any plans this weekend? Or, you know, just it's just try to start that conversation with them. And then when they start to answer you, don't roll your eyes and, and you know, start to, to, to pace back and forth and check your watch and, and just count the seconds till you can get out of that conversation. But really put the effort forth to develop that relationship despite the feeling of animosity um, for whatever reason. Because again, your intention is to create a positive environment and be a positive person, a polite person, to make your job better for, for various reasons. And, you know, just be consistent with that. Come in there ask a question, greet them, and then try to genuinely listen over what they're saying and try to engage in that conversation. Even if the whole time you're thinking, man, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. Do it because I, I feel like it's probably only going to make things better for you and for them. And it's going to really solidify who you are as a person. And then if you present yourself one way to a certain type of person and then you present yourself a different way to another type of person, are you really that kind of person that you want to be because you don't treat everyone equally. And I would, I would argue that you're not. And so if you want to be a certain type of person, it needs to be universal and you need to treat everyone the same way. And this is a step toward um, becoming that, you know, fully realized version of yourself and that way, how you present yourself to all people for under all the circumstances and uh, really just making yourself a more well-rounded of individual and getting yourself closer to who you want to be, if that makes sense. Right. And so when you are interacting with those people, uh, I suppose part of asking those questions is to perhaps try to find some common ground between you and that person and some sort of connectedness, or at the very least, will give you something to talk about the next interaction you have with that person, whether that be later on today next week or, or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, that's done by listening. Like I said, you you know, you go over there, you greet them, you ask a question. Uh, hey, what are you doing this weekend? If you don't listen to what they're telling you, you can't have that common ground next week. You'd be like, oh, hey, how was this plan that you told me about? How was it? How did it go? Did you have fun? If you don't listen to them, you can't follow up on that question. You know, it seems like, I don't know if basic or reverse psychology or whatever it is, but like force yourself to listen Force yourself to, to, to hear what's happening and then, you know, ask follow-up questions like Mr. Bean said and, and find something you can, you can use in the next conversation. Um, 
again, maybe fake it till you make it. It's a bad expression for here too, but fake like you, you care. Fake like you're really interested. Fake like you know. And then eventually, you probably might feel that way because you're genuinely listening and you're having conversations and you're you're finding common ground and you're becoming closer to this person. And uh, I think the effort of doing that is so much better than just not and trying to navigate that, um, you know, navigate that negative relationship. Not that it's a, it's a bad one, but it's not a good one. Maybe neutral. We'll say navigate that neutral relationship and create it to more of a positive one. Um, and really this kind of is the connective, the the, the connectivity of, of all the things we've talked about so far, where we're presenting ourselves to this person with you know, perhaps the perceived notion that we don't like them. They, we don't have any common ground with them. You know, it's the conversation is going to go in this direction. I don't know anything about that. I don't know why they keep talking about this or whatever it is, but you are setting a clear intention to have some sort of, of positive interaction with them. And along with that, perhaps to come away with something that you can, you know, refer back to based on something, you know, the conversation that you've had. So you're remembering what you talked about. You have a clear intention for what you, you are talking to them about, but also you are kind of dropping any preconceived notions for that person or around that person as you are uh, communicating with them. Right. And, you know, it's about the idea of respect. You're respecting that person enough to have a conversation with them and put forth the effort to, to care about what they're talking about. And listening is that part of respect. And that goes a long way. I think not only for you, but also for them too, because the way you view them is going to change. And then the way that you think about yourself. And like I said, when you treat everybody the same and everybody with respect, I think that would drastically change the way that you present yourself to other people because you don't have to turn it on and off. It's not like, hey, I treat this person one way and this person a different way. It's just who you are, regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on. And, you know, we talk about not wasting people's time. Um, don't waste your own time in those interactions. Like I said, don't ask them how it's going and then try to take every opportunity you can to walk away from the conversation. Make that an investment of your time into that person, into that relationship to better you and to better your business in this, in this scenario and, and, and genuinely put forth the effort. Don't do it. I mean, maybe, maybe telling yourself you have to do it is the way you get it done. Sure. But I think you should look at it as that investment. Look at it as that sign of respect. Look at it as that thing that's going to make you and that person better. Don't look at it as, hey, this is something I have to do because, you know, this is this is just what I want to be. If you don't really want to be that, then you don't have to do that. But I think if you generally want to be better and generally want to respect other people and be presenting yourself in a certain kind of way, you'll put forth the work to do those, those sort of things. Right, and... You know, really, as you're asking, as you're talking to them, you're asking questions and kind of the uh, perhaps unwritten rule or maybe explicitly written rule about conversations is if you're asking the questions, you get to dictate or perhaps control where the conversation is going. And of course, those questions that you ask have to be questions that don't necessarily have a yes or no answer. Like, hey, did you sleep last night? Yes. Okay. That would be a terrible question. You know, um, Hey, how's your day going? Yeah. Okay, fine. You know, but ask open-ended questions that offer or allow the other person to offer up 
a actual response to it that you can then build a conversation on. Like you, you said, Hey, do you has, do you have any plans this weekend? Oh yeah, actually I'm doing da, 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 da. Oh wow. I've never heard of that before. Tell me more. Or wow. I know a little bit about that. What do you think about that? Or, you know, whatever it is, or I've, you know, and then the nice thing is, like you said, you can come back and follow up on that, you know, the next day or the next week or however, after that plan happens then you follow up. Now, what that means is, as you're talking to that person, like I said, you are establishing some connections. You perhaps will start to see that person not as, oh, man, I got to talk to Jim again. Oh, my gosh, he's so boring. Whatever whatever the situation is. But you actually get to kind of share some of the excitement with them because of the plans that they made, and you get to ask them about it. And then they get to tell you, oh, yeah, it was awesome because of da 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 Oh, wow, cool. And then perhaps, of course, if they're a genuine, you know, upstanding, normal type human being, or perhaps they listen to this podcast, uh, they will ask you open-ended questions to help to get make that connection flow both ways. And that, I mean, if you think about how you're interacting with your friends, you're asking them questions, and you are genuinely interested in the answer they give you. And they're not questions, perhaps, that are always open-ended, but I would say more often than not, they're open-ended questions so that you get that conversation to flow. And then they answer, and then you talk a little bit about their answer, and then perhaps they ask you an open-ended question, which you give them the answer for, and then you talk a little bit about that. You're excited about theirs, they're excited about yours, and, and that's that's how conversations work. And so perhaps going through the effort of, quote-unquote, forcing that type of situation in order to build that relationship with somebody that you didn't necessarily see as equal to you or you see as different or not worth your time, whatever you whatever you wanted to say about them or think about them previously, drop those pre- preconceived notions and come into it with a, a fresh set of eyes, ask open-ended questions, genuinely listen to the response and talk about those. And then the, 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 the cherry on top of that is the follow-up on those because it's amazing the amount of times you have a conversation with somebody, they'll tell you something that is important to them or something that's going to happen and you forget or you don't get to follow up or, or, or you know, whatever happens, then perhaps they'll say, hey, do you remember where I was talking about da-da-da? And you're like, no, I don't, I don't remember. Or you, 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 know, you fake it and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. And inside you're thinking, man, I, I don't know what this person is talking about at all. We didn't have this conversation. It was because you didn't listen. And so one of the things that, that we were told uh, – by by Mr. Brumman, our boss, a uh, long, long time ago, was to always listen as if there was going to be a test at the end. And that's something that I, I try to do in every area of my life. If somebody's talking, I'm going to try to listen as if I'm going to have to take a test on these things that this person's telling me. And the mindset isn't necessarily that I have to take a test, but really it's so that I can gain value from what they say, remember it, and then have an opportunity to say something back to them at a later date based on what they told me uh, in in that first interaction. Yeah, and and like we talked about before, maybe even turn it into a game. So, you know, your game or your intention behind that conversation is, hey, I'm going to try to find, learn something from this person, number one, that maybe I didn't know before or that I can use in a later conversation when I go back to talk to them. And, you know, you said something I don't know if I necessarily agree with, and maybe you didn't mean it this way either, but... You said something along the lines of, you know, viewing someone as if they don't have anything to offer you, viewing someone as if they're less than you, viewing someone as if they're, they don't, 
you know, can't give anything to you. And again, I don't know if you meant that or not, but I think that in itself is a terrible mindset to be in. I'm not saying you have that, Mr. Bean, but you know, don't view other people as less than. Don't view other people as not having anything to offer. Don't view other people as, you know, on a lower level than you because you have no idea what they can offer you. You have no idea what you can learn from them. You have no idea what you can gain from them. And having that preconceived idea of, hey, I am better than this person or this person doesn't know anything that I don't already know is a terrible way to go about an interaction. And so just be careful of that, that you're not walking around, hey, thinking I'm going to play this game with this lower person and try to find out something and try to trick them into telling me something. Or you know, You're not better than the person is. You have no idea what they know or what they can offer you. Um, so just be careful, I think, as a general warning to all of us, myself included, don't elevate yourself above these other people, but treat them with the respect that we talked about earlier, and then really genuinely engage in those conversations. And again, I, to call you out there, maybe you didn't mean it that way. Well, but. actually, what I was talking was uh, I was referring back to if you see somebody and you're kind of prejudging them to not prejudge them, and I was just kind of basing off of that. If you have these preconceived notions of these of this person, drop them and come into it with a fresh set of eyes. Right. And moving on from that too, when you're going about, this is kind of another level of this um, kind of topic. Sometimes you notice people, we talked about previously as well, um, the idea of small talk. Some people love to make small talk. I personally could care less about small talk, but I, whatever, I don't care. I, it, it's not something that I enjoy, not something I love to do. However, if I can tell that someone loves small talk, I'll play that game. I'll, I'll enter that conversation with the intention of making them feel like, uh, not making them feel because I, I would actually try to, but to listen to them and to learn something from them in that, in that conversation, even though I hate small talk. Um, I think it's a, a skill that you can work on and develop. Uh, I think Mr. Mean said last time, something like the art of small talk, maybe, um, but uh, it's something you can do and learn how to do, and that alone can make someone else feel so much more important or make them feel, you know, elevate their mood from whatever mood they're in or whatever. And it's, it's, a, it's a skill that's important, an important interpersonal skill to have. So I think being comfortable or at, at, at least knowing how to engage in small talk is a useful tool when you're dealing with people that you don't necessarily want to talk to. Or you see that person, you know, oh, if I see this person, they're going to talk to me for the next 20 minutes. Okay, there's your game. Can you how 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 well can you small talk with that person? How many questions can you ask in that time? How much can you learn from them in that time? And and there's your your game, and then there's your way to interact with that person and create a pleasant experience for them, uh, whether or not you enjoy that small talk. Which again, not my favorite, but it's something that I I can learn to do that will benefit me and whoever I'm talking to. Yeah, and, and you know I'm, I'm gonna forget the exact chapter, but Jordan Peterson has a chapter in his book that says to always assume the person you're listening to knows something that you do not. And so, you know, you were, you were talking about try to gain some information. Always somebody, everybody can teach you something about whatever it is. And so as you're going through and and having that conversation with this person that you perhaps don't, don't care for, you know, a huge, huge amount, go through that conversation and, and just assume that they know something that you don't. And and what is that? When are they going to tell it to you? And what is it going to be? And how is that going to affect you and, and your life and what you do? And how is that going to better you, but also better that connection between you and that person? And what book is that? 
Uh, 12 Rules for Life, the first one. Jordan yeah. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. That's right, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I, continuing on, another idea to this too that I'm thinking about is often um, often is a time that someone does something that we don't like or behaves in a way that we don't like. And I would encourage you rather than seeing that, <clears throat> rather than seeing that, and then immediately finding someone that you can talk to about that and complain about that and gossip about that, catalog that in your brain and say, hey, I remember when this person did this thing, I didn't like that. So rather than go and talk crap about somebody, I'm just going to decide to not do that. That's not the person I want to be. That's not the way I want to behave. That's not the way I want to present myself to other people. So I'm just not going to do that. Rather than put other people down for the way they behave, catalog that and say, I don't like this. I'm not going to be like that because it's not the person I want to be. And vice versa, you see something that you do like that someone does, catalog that in your brain and say, I like that. I want to be like that. I'm going to start doing that. And that could be, you know, you observe someone doing something, you read about something, you watch some someone do something, whatever it is. But again, the encouragement there is to not be... Um, to put it in basic terms, don't be a complainer. Don't be a, a whiner. Don't be someone who's always talking negatively about things. Uh, keep it silent, catalog it in your brain. And then rather than talk about it, go do or don't do those things and really let that become a how, part of how you present yourself for, you know, in a positive way or, or, in a positive way by not doing whatever that thing is, if that makes sense. And so, you know, for example, some people that you, you come along or come across, it just seems like every time you see them, they always have something negative to say. It's always, oh, and you know, granted, maybe there are always just terrible things happening in their life. That's awful. I'm sorry for them. It's, it's like that. But every time you see them, it's always this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And there's other people you come across, no matter what could be going on in their life, they're like, oh yeah, I'm great. I'm doing well. Or hey, I'm I'm blessed to be here. Or, I'm happy to be here. Or, X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. Now, those two people could be living the same exact life. The same exact things could be happening to those people. But the way they present themselves to you and to the public completely changes the way that you view them. And so that's what I mean in that situation. When you see someone that's always complaining, or you see someone that's always grateful, decide which one you want to be. And then be like the person you want to be and don't be like the person you don't want to be and present yourself in that way when you're out in public. Now, on top of that, when things are going wrong, it's okay to complain, but don't complain to every single person you see on the street. Complain to your close friend, complain to your, your spouse or your partner, complain to a mentor or, you know, a family member or something, someone that will listen to you and understands that sometimes we all just need to talk about what's going on, but don't walk into work. And then tell every single person, all 20 people you work with, hey, oh, yeah, my, my dog took a crap on the carpet this morning. I'm in a bad mood. Oh, yeah, you know, my, my, my toothbrush fell on the floor this morning. I couldn't use it anymore. Whatever it is. Okay, yes, that happened to you. But the way you're presenting yourself to the people when you, all you do is talk about the bad things is a, a negative way to be presented or to be presenting yourself. So, sure, the dog crapped on the carpet. Clean it up. Move on. It happens. Your toothbrush fell on the floor. Great, throw it away. Grab a new one, or go to the store after work and get a new one. Put some mouthwash in so your your breath doesn't stink. Whatever, it's life. Things happen. 
but always focusing on the negative and then talking about the negative is only going to create more negativity. And so I would, I would encourage you to, you know, like I said, pick out the traits that you admire in other people and then catalog them in your brain and then try to embody them yourself. And then that is really just a way that you can mirror how someone's being presented. And if you like the way someone presents themselves, do it yourself. And then you know that you are presented in a certain way that you like, or they do something you don't like, don't do that. And then you know, you're not being presented that way, which is something you don't like. And it seems so simple, but sometimes it's unconscious. Sometimes we don't really think about this. We just live our lives and do our things and we're not always aware of it. So it kind of ties back into the whole bigger idea, um, you know, of how you present yourself through what you dress, how you present yourself when you talk to people, how you present yourself when you talk to people you don't necessarily want to talk to. It all kind of goes into that whole thing. And I think that there's many different places we can draw inspiration or many different people we can look to 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 try to to model or be like. Just be aware and be careful of who you're following, who you're trying to be like, and then maybe every once in a while do an assessment of yourself and how you present yourself to other people. And if it doesn't match up with what you want, then change something. And you know, all of this, like we talked about with your, you know, your 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 initial judgment or your your initial thought of how someone is. Uh, sometimes it's not your first reaction, and all of it takes work. We're not saying you wake up every day and automatically, boom, you are presented the way you want to be. That's why we're talking about it as being presented, because you have to put work into it. You have to put effort into it. If you weren't presenting yourself, then it it wouldn't be called a presenting. It would just be, you know, it'd just be easy, something you don't have to think about. But because we're consciously trying to present present ourselves in a specific way, it does take work. And um, if you are passionate and you actually care about it, I think it's worth the work. But that's not to mitigate or to to say that it won't be difficult sometimes or to say that it was always easy. But I think it's easier when you have a clear view of who you want to be and how you're going to be that person. Right. And so as you were talking, this reminded me of something that I do uh, kind of subconsciously is mostly without uh, against my will is as I'm listening to somebody talk and, and complain, my brain goes into problem solving mode and it's difficult for me to not listen and come up with some solution for their problem, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I just happen to, okay, as they're talking, I'm formulating ideas or, or facts or opinions on how to fix whatever it is that they're going through. And often is the time that I will listen, give a, sometimes a thorough, well-thought-out, detailed plan, not just idea, a plan of how to implement the solution for them. Totally unsolicited because they didn't – They what, what happened was oftentimes people just are venting. And I need to be able to clarify, is this you just venting or is this you telling me something because you want a – solution or to help come up with a solution. And so for me, and this doesn't necessarily always happen with people that I, I don't um, you know, get along with or don't love talking to, but sometimes it is because you have those people that are just negative people and they just like to complain and, and talk about everything that's going bad. And so as I'm talking or as I'm listening to them, I, my brain is getting ideas of how to, how to fix the things that are going on. And I'd say, well, hey, how about you do da 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 And they're like, 
yeah, but, da, da, but, and it's always, yeah, but, and they, which means they just wanted to vent. They just want to tell me or, or you or whoever it is about what is going on with them. And it happens to be all of the negative things. They don't want a solution. They don't, they don't want a, a way around what it is. They don't want an opportunity to sh- change their mindset. They just want to tell you all the negative things. And unfortunately, seemingly those people continually always have negative things that they're going through, perhaps because of the way they view themselves or the way they view the world, but they're just that. They're, they, they are stuck in that kind of negative cycle. And so if you are, like like me, a, a problem solver, you have to kind of navigate the situation with, hey, are you, do you want me to and you have to do it kind of tactful. Don't don't be mean about it. Is this? Are you just telling me this because you want to vent, or are you telling me this because you want to help to come up with a solution? You want to vent? Okay, great. I'm all ears. Let me know. But you want to you want me to help come up with a solution? Okay, that's great too. I just I want to know because then I can turn try. I can't really, but I I then I can try to turn that function of my brain off, and it's not trying to solve problems every time that you know and. I I have done this so many times that you know somebody will tell me an idea um and I'm like oh okay that's interesting and then I think that idea is something that wants that that person wants to act on it and 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 implement and I'll come up with a you know a five step program a, a you know a five year type program to to implement this idea and I'll come back okay hey what do you think about this oh th- I I was just I was just talking I'm just that that's not really an idea I want to do oh okay well if you do I have you know, I have the, the the concrete foundational steps to make it so that that plan can come to, you know to action. Not necessarily that's what they wanted to do. I just I, again, I have a, a a problem, I guess, of doing that, coming up with with solutions of some. And as you're talking to these people, perhaps they're people you don't not love to talk to. I would have to imagine a, per- a percentage of them, if not a, a vast majority of them, are those kind of negative type people that continually have the bad things happen. And so if you're one of those type of people that are continually coming up with solutions, clarify, is this, are you just venting, right? I just, I, you know, you just, do you want, do you want me to help come up with a, with a solution for this? Or you just want to want me to listen? I could do either one. I just, I want to know, you know, and just be, be curious about that and, and clarify what they kind of want out of this conversation, because otherwise you can put, you know, however much work or, or, or mind thoughtfulness into this to help solve this. And that's not, they just wanted to, to tell you what was going on. Yeah. And I think a lot of those people that we're talking about now, they like their problems because they like to complain about them. And that's, often it seems that's the only thing that they can talk about. Well, that's why they always have a problem is because that's what they love to talk about. And they love to have that problem to talk about. They don't want to make things better. Um, that we give them nothing else to talk about. And yeah, they just talk about negative things. And maybe I've just been spending too much time with you, but I found myself also in that same boat where, you know, someone's talking about something, complaining about something, and I'm thinking to myself, and more or less now, but in the past, I would just say, oh, well, why don't you do this? Or, okay, well, do this. Now your problem solved. Or do this, now your problem solved. And... You know, that all, like you said, it always isn't what they're looking for. Sometimes I just want to complain about it. And so typically the way that I've tried to default it to, and, and maybe you would agree or it's different or, you know, there's a better way to do it. But typically when someone comes to me and they're complaining, which is okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to listen to someone complain. 
Um, well, maybe not happy all the time. Depends on the person, really, as terrible as that sounds. But I'm okay listening to someone complain. As they're complaining, I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, if you did this, that might help. Or if you did this, that would fix your problem. Or you just need to do this in this situation. I think that to myself. And if it's someone I'm not super close with, I'll keep that to myself, let them complain, and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's tough. That's hard. You know, I've been there before. You know, make that small talk. Try to let them be heard. Unless I hear them say something like, well, what should I do? Or do you have any ideas about this? And I'll say, oh, well, actually, well, I won't say it like that. But then, boom, I tell them everything that I've been thinking about that may or may not be a good solution. That's just what I thought about when they were talking. But I'll keep it to myself unless I hear a prompt from them of, hey, help me. Because a lot of people, like we've been talking about, just want to complain. They just want to talk about their problems. They just want someone to listen to what's going on in their life. Sometimes that's enough. Now, does that mean they're going to fix their problems and everything's going to be better on their own? Probably not. But that's because they don't want it to be fixed. If they wanted it to be fixed, they would do something about it or they would seek help to fix that problem. So that's generally how I, I interact with someone that I don't know very well. I'm just coming across. I'll listen. I'll be thinking of solutions or ideas to help them, but I'll keep it to myself unless they ask me for advice. Now, my more personal, closer relationships, same way, I'll listen, hear them complain, be there thinking about solutions and problems. But then, like you said, I'll physically ask, hey, do you want a solution or you just want to complain right now? Or like, do you want a solution? I probably wouldn't say complain. That's kind of a harsh way to say that. It, but It is tough to, to ask that question and not make it sound like, I don't really want to listen to you complain. Right. But and that's not what I mean. Like, I'll, again, if it's someone I'm close to, I'll listen to the complaint because I know sometimes we just got to complain. Maybe I'll say something along the hey, do you want a solution or you just want me to listen to you? And it, it, it seems so callous almost or so detached. But in that moment, I need to know what you're looking for from me. And I think as your relationships progress and as things, as things kind of evolve, you might be able to pick up on that better than other times. But for me, it was a, it was, it was a stumbling block. Like I've, I've been in relationships with close relationships with people and they, they've started to talk about something and I'll say, Oh, well just do this. And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, like why what, stop talking? Just listen to me. I mean, things along those lines, you, you get the, I don't want you to solve my problem. Just listen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, well, in my head, I'm thinking, well, why are you telling me in the first place then? If you didn't want a solution, then why are you can, but being, being, allowing someone to complain and just to listen is, is huge. And so, like I said, in my closer relationships, I've learned to clarify, Hey, do you want someone to listen? Or do you want someone to help? And then letting them, you know, tell me and decide. But then that's something I think you have to communicate with them too. Is like, hey, listen, you have to understand when you start coming to me with a problem, I'm going to instantly start trying to figure out a solution. I'm not trying to say I know more than you. I'm not trying to say I'm better than you. I'm not trying to say that you couldn't figure this out. It's just my natural instinct is to start to solve the problem. You probably may have thought of the solution or you may think think of a different solution that might work. I'm not trying to say that you're not smart enough to figure out your problem. It's just how it works. And I'm going to work on listening better. If you could maybe just preframe me or preface it by saying, hey, I just want to complain about this real quick. Boom. Okay. Or like, hey, I have this issue. Could you help me with it? Boom. Then I know how to uh, respond or interact with what you're talking about. And it's just, a, I think it's a, a, a field you'll have to learn to navigate with certain people. But like I said, people you're not close with, default, listen. People you are close with, default, listen. But then you can clarify 
what they're looking for from from the interaction. And again, that's how you present yourself because in those moments with you know either type of person, when someone's coming to you and they just want to complain, but you instantly say, "Oh, well, do this, 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 this," it may come off as you being you thinking you're better than them or thinking you know more than them or thinking that you thought of something they couldn't think of and it may not make them feel great because it makes them feel less than even though that wasn't your intention your intention is just to help them like hey here's your solution go fix your problem great i want you to be happier that's not how they take it they take it as you seeming or presenting yourself to be better than them which isn't always helpful so that's another I'm glad we kind of got on this this topic. It's another thing that's, that's going to have to learn to navigate um, in different many facets. But don't always assume that someone's coming for you for a solution. Sometimes they just want to complain. Now, <clears throat> you might always want a solution. You might always think, hey, here's this problem. Help me with it. But it doesn't mean everyone else works that way either. So being able to to interact with different types of people that want different things from you is also important when you're thinking about how to present yourself as well. Right. And, you know, really, we interact with so many different types of people throughout our day. People, you know, if you had to rank order people, you have people that are high up and people you want to talk to, people you seek out to talk to, people you, you know, you you would carve out time in your day just to sit five minutes with them. And you have people who are like, man, that's the complete opposite. I'm going to do all I can to not talk to those people. And Perhaps you don't necessarily rank order them, but uh, you know if you had to put some thought into it, I'm sure you'd have people that are across the board fit into some sort of category like that. And so, really, what we're saying is, it doesn't matter where they fit in that hierarchy of want to talk to. Present yourself in a cordial, inviting. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. To, to you know, to say that again, no matter where they are, you know what whatever preconceived notion you have of them, try to drop that reestablish that connection with them or to rebuild a connection that you previously had or to come at somebody, not maybe not come at is, is the wrong term, but to talk with somebody that you would not have normally talked to or communicated with before at a interesting, interactive, pleasing, cordial type level so that everybody sees you as a type of person that you know you can get along with anybody. And it doesn't matter, you know, where they are across the spectrum of, of whatever the spectrum might be, but you can have some sort of common ground with them. You can interact with them and you listen to what they say and you always ask follow-up questions the next day or the next week or whatever based on the things you talked about. You know, if they have a dog, hey, listen, you know, last time you told me, you know, Spot was sick. How's Spot doing? Oh, he's doing better now. Oh, okay, great. You know, maybe for Christmas you get Spot you know, a, a dog toy for Spot because you know, you don't know, maybe you don't know a whole bunch about the person, but you know they have a dog. And so you get them the, the dog, you know, it, something like that. Just people, I feel as if people used to do this so much, people would be able to talk to everybody, you know, but nowadays everybody kind of, we we miss out on the practice of face-to-face interaction because of our devices, because, you know, well, didn't you see this on Facebook? I talked about this already. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't have Facebook. I don't know what you're talking about, right? No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't follow you on Facebook or nope, I missed it, you know, whatever it is. But people miss out on the actual face-to-face interaction time, like the time spent actually interacting with somebody face-to-face is so low. And so coming at, again, I said coming at, but uh, changing your mindset to communicating with people based on face-to-face interactions uh, 
nowadays is is a, is something new, something different, because we don't do that continually. All of this with the mindset of presenting yourself to whoever it is, out in the public, inside the doors of your house, with a positive type atmosphere. Set a positive intention or whatever the intention is that you want to set for that interaction and then go about that interaction. If you have to play the game, you have to walk the the small talk line, then do that. If you have to, you know, ask the questions to help control, not control perhaps, but to dictate where the conversation is going, do that. If you have to listen as if there's going to be a test at the end so you can come back and talk to this person again and follow up and ask questions about this or to establish some common ground, do all of those things with the mindset of this is the betterment of not only just you, but that interaction with that other person. And you have that connection with them, a face-to-face connection, which is, again, in this day and age is is, is hugely diminished compared to you know even 10 years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, you know, we're not saying that this is easy. It does take the work, like we mentioned. We're not saying that you're going to get it right. But if you have that idea or that picture of who you want to be and how you want to be presented, work toward presenting yourself that way and becoming that person. <clears throat> the keyword there being work. It's going to take some effort and, and, and it's worth it if you really want to be that type of person. So I think that is a good place to stop for our conversation today. I am... Uh, I, I finished my study on 48 Laws of, of Power, which is an awesome book, wholeheartedly recommend that to anybody who is uh, in the business management, leadership, teamwork type field, you will gain something from it. It is a, it is a deep read, which is, which is okay, as long as you, you know, expect that. Um, but very, very good book. Very good book. Learned a lot from that one. I am getting ready on my, for my study through The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels by Alec, Alex Epstein. Uh, I haven't gotten into this one yet, but that's my, my next book study that I'm going to be doing. I'm excited for this one. I was talking with a good friend of mine about fossil fuels and, and um, the kind of energy stance that everybody is in right now with shifting to electric cars and what the infrastructure for that looks like and and um, received this book from them as a recommendation to read. And so I'm interested to get into this to see um, how that connects and relates to that conversation that, that I had. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't, again, I haven't started yet, but that's my, that's my next book study that I'm doing. Excited to uh, take a ride in your Prius when you're done with that book. <laughs> Pri- do people still buy Priuses? Oh, yeah. A- yeah, okay. Just, it just uh, released a new one. Oh, okay. New model of Prius. Is it is it fully electric or is it back and is it a double? I don't know. I drive a Honda. <laughs> sure. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyways, that's that's my next book study that I'm going to be doing. So I'm excited to, to to get into that. And do you have anything else to add for our conversation today, sir? No, sir. Yeah, I just think we all need to be aware of how we want to present ourselves and go out and put the work in and. Also be gracious with ourselves and other people because it's not going to be perfect. It's going to take the effort, but I think it's worth it if we really want to, you know, be a certain type of person. The work, the work is, is worth it. Yes, sir. As always, thanks for joining us. Until next time, take initiative.